The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with the latest news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews, like their featured article reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. And remember to check out their weekly Shack Chats, where the staff discuss topical events and games. And you can always join in on the conversation by using the Shack News Cortex. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at Shack News. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm your host, Big Play Dave, alongside my two favorite people, Chris McNeil and Nick Padone. Gentlemen, how we doing? Pretty good What's day. up, Dave? Oh, good. it's been a day. Good week for the Big Play brand. Bad week <laughs> for the Browns. Yeah, do we really have, Chris, do we have to talk preseason tonight? No, absolutely not. Let's Let's look forward. Let's look forward, not backwards. No more talking preseason. <laughs> Let's look forward to the regular season at this point. That's right. That's right. Let's just talk the old Browns. Yeah, yeah like there's going to be plenty of that coming up. So, Dave, it's I've had good. I've had house guests before that kind of show up last second, and usually it's kind of a pain, you know, and, uh, you know, you get that call sometimes after work or something. Hey, sure. so-and-so is coming. Dave, you had a couple of guests stop by your house that uh, were last second, but were very, very invited. Is that correct? Yes. Talk about a good pain. Uh, Bernie Kosar and Hanford Dixon, two of the most popular Browns of all time. Chris, I don't think that's a leap. Oh, no doubt. I mean, not, a leap. not a leap. Not Hanford a leap Dixon. at all. Hanging in the, the man cave, in the Labatt cave. Pretty uh, pretty surreal. So did a little filming with them today. Um, so should have some some pretty cool stuff here in the uh, not too distant future. Dave, but, most people have bad bad days on Mondays. Not you. You had the Monday <laughs> of the year. I, I can't imagine a day where all of a sudden, out of the blue, I get a call. Hey, Bernie Kosar, and oh by the way, Hanford Dixon wants to stop by your house. I don't know. So I knew, I knew Bernie was coming. I knew Bernie was coming over. And then I see Hanford Dixon walking up the driveway and I was like, holy shit, this is this is insane. <laughs> That's incredible. 
That's incredible. I I can't even wrap my mind around that. They just show up at your house. That is so fantastic. It was it was it was a Browns reunion in Studio B, man. Yeah, Yeah. no kidding. Yeah, Uh, two of the absolute nicest guys ever. Everyone knows Bernie's so nice and he's so positive on social media. But man, he was hanging out with the kids. A couple kids brought a a little Bernie card over that they brought from inside the house. Didn't even know they had them. Bernie was messing with them. Uh, it was it was really cool. And Hanford Dixon, man, talk about some some positive energy in a room. That guy and his bark is very loud and very very awesome. What I love about them too is they haven't lost that enthusiasm. You know, I no. mean, game for the Browns for the fans. I mean, like you said, you were telling you were talking pre-show about Hanford Dixon just barking in, in your garage as loud as he could, like loud. And, and Bernie, just so much passion for the sport and for the Browns and for the It's just amazing to me after so many years. And it's so great because you and I grew up idolizing these guys. You know, oh, sure. Bernie was so huge. And of course, Hanford Dixon, you know, founding the dog pound is just such a big part of our youth. And it's just continued into adulthood. And to see that they have that kind of passion still for the team is just, it, it warms my heart, Dave. You know, not much warms my oh, heart, yeah. as you know. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 They, I mean, they were talking about how there is no one in the world that wants to see this Browns team do well than them. And, and like, it is completely genuine. And those two, like Bernie, the analytical side, even Hanford, the analytical side, but like one, once they get going, I was like, this would make for a really, really cool show. So we'll, we'll see we what happens. Let's just yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we should. I was like, crack some beers, tell old brown stories, and uh, let's see what happens. The internet needs more of that, Chris, because, you know, Chris, me and you remember a lot. But, Nick, people your age and even a little older than you really would have no idea about any of these stories. So I think it would make for some pretty, pretty cool content. Yeah, anytime you can get that peek behind the curtain, man, it's good stuff. That's right. Uh, so yeah, more to come. But let's uh, let's kick this show off because we've got Power Rank Monday. Then we've got our featured interview brought to you by Labat Blue. Fantasy football is here yeah. finally. Just had my draft, Chris. I know you have your draft upcoming. Anthony Servino is going to join us talk some fantasy football on the Cleveland headlines. Brought to you by TSE. Talk a little preseason, but as Chris said, we're going to look forward. All right, let's do a quick power rank. It's time for Power Rank Monday. All right, so Josh Dobbs, and there's always one. Become a uh, preseason Cinderella, preseason favorite uh, for the fans, especially of these last three games. He's been really fun to watch. Not much outside of that. But we're going to power rank our three favorite preseason players of all time. No, we aren't, are we? Hey, Chris, turn your mic up a little bit. Now here we're talking (laughs) about the preseason days. We're not going to talk about the on-field play, but we're going to talk about the preseason of old. Do you have any favorites? Hey, Chris, turn your mic up just a little bit. What if I don't want to? I don't want to talk about this in this segment. There you go. 
Uh, okay, so do any spring to mind? I think Damon Sheehy Giuseppe is the most recent kind of standout. Outside of that, I think I might put Ben Gay on there. Come on, any? mine's Devin. Mine's Devin Kajust. Oh my god, really? The, I mean, that hard knock season was phenomenal. I'm I'm watching some hard knocks with the Lions. It, it's good, but it doesn't live up to the Browns hard knock season. But yeah, Devin Kajust, he was a cool dude, man. I I wrote a feature on him and his crystals, like in life after hard knocks when he got cut, and he was just a very no genuine, down the earth guy. That yeah, was like exactly how he was portrayed on TV. What what, what were the crystals? Were those magical no they were just like his like grounding healing kind of like it it was like what focused him in you know for a game or for just like life as a whole and he and when i talked to him he got into so much more detail than what he did on the show about how he has certain ones for certain moods and certain needs and all all types of things so just just a super fascinating guy if we're going hard knocks i mean you gotta go carl nassib too how about Bob Wiley? Friend of big play. Another friend of big play. Yes. God, we got to have Bob Wiley back on. I know. I got to give him a call. I wonder I wonder what will Uncle Bob Oh, he'll come on, to. right? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I could get him. Oh, yeah. Is my mic volume any better? Too high it's, now? It's definitely high. It's definitely <laughs> high. Let's go right in the middle. How, how is it now? No. <laughs> this is God speaking. <laughs> is, this, is this good here? That's good. That's good. Chris, what a... Uh, Browns preseason players. Any I'm come not to mind? Give you three, but I'll give you one. No, give, yeah, give me one. This is this was a few years ago, and it just took Twitter to storm. And everybody was talking about this guy through the preseason, and there were so many people belly aching when he was gone. And that's Josh Lentz. Josh Lentz. Do you remember him, the wide receiver? I forgot about that. 2015. How many years ago Okay. 2015. That was a huge deal. I mean, everybody was like, oh, you can't get rid of this guy. I just looked up Josh Lentz's career just to see, you know, and he only in his career ended up spending time on one active roster. And that was with the Colts. And that was before us. He spent time 2013 with the Chicago Bears, 2013 also with Seattle, 13 to 14 with the Colts, us in 15. And then he went on to the Texans. And I remember him going to the Texans. And everybody's like, oh, he's going he's gonna to show us now. And uh, spoiler sure alert, did. he never showed anything. 2015, 2016. And now Mr. Josh Lentz is out of the league. But Twitter That's had a field day with that one. They were very upset. And it divided the Browns uh, fan base there for a little while over Josh Lentz, of all people. Now, was he on Twitter, Chris? Was it one of those where it was because he got us or just... No, it's just his play. You know, he was he was gritty. You know, he reminded guys of like Brian Brennan for back in the day, you know, and everybody loves that kind of a player. You know, whenever you can make comparisons to the old was he blue collar? He was blue collar, you know, bring your bring your lunch pail to work type of guy. That's why you first guy in last guy out. Oh, yeah. He's basically the Rudy of the Cleveland Browns. Good football IQ. Tough yeah, look at what he went on guy. to do. Now he's now he's bagging groceries somewhere in Iowa. Chris, I feel like your fantasy name this year should be Josh Lentz related, and absolutely <laughs> no one would get it. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. I need to go out and get a jersey just to wear to a game. A Josh Lentz authentic Josh. jersey. <laughs> I think that might have to be custom. Uh, let's let's power rank these. So three, two, and one. I think you. I think you got to put Josh Dobbs on there, right? 
the, yeah, the infamous the rip of the shirt. I mean, I'm I'm not yeah. against recency bias. Are you? Let's no, go. absolutely not. I, I saw him live. That was awesome live, by the way. There's not much preseason that's awesome live, but that seeing We're that shirt sure. rip and everything, you could see it very clearly from the stands. That was awesome. Uh, you go on Twitter. He was Michael Vick. That's right. Damon Sheehy, Giuseppe, I, I think you got to put him on, right? Yeah, that touchdown run. Twitter, right. another day where Twitter just went nuts was that touchdown run. Yeah, so I would say Devin Kajust or Josh Lentz. You guys fight it out. Who's Lentz. the last one that makes it? Josh Lentz. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's probably Lentz is the best. I mean, Kajust is only, he, he was only known because of hard knocks and because of my feature story, of course, but. Who's Josh the, Lentz was preseason all pro come on yeah who is the quarterback in hard knocks uh nick baker blonde hair no 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 like oh uh uh, logan brogdon or yeah brogdon oh wow yeah hard knocks geez i I blacked most of that out of my memory wow all right that was fun that's when we had hope now we're just cold (laughs) we have hope come on stop eight nine forever (laughs) All right, let's move on to our featured interview brought to you by Labette. We are talking fantasy football with Anthony Servino. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right, on the Labette line, we have the co-owner of Faceoff Sports Network, and writer for RotoWire and Best Odds Bets, Anthony Servino. Anthony, welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show, my friend. How are you? What's going on, guys? How are you? We're we're doing well. We're doing well. We're just getting into fantasy talk. We're a little late on it. Just had my draft. Chris has his draft coming up. Best fantasy name you've heard this year? Best fantasy name I've heard this year. Wow. We're getting real um, analytical with you here. Hard-hitting questions right Honestly, off Honestly, I, I don't even I, – I don't pay attention to that. I, I'm actually very – I've had the same fantasy team name for like 15 years. For every league I'm in, I use T.O.'s popcorn. I'm a Cowboys fan, so if you remember the game where T.O. put the popcorn in his helmet, that's where it came from. The fun days of the NFL. Oh, yeah. Love it. Minus six-game Sue L. Robinson. What? Wow. Oh, mine is six game Sue L. Robinson. That's my wow. that's my fantasy football name. There you go. Okay, I'm gonna throw out a few. I just Googled best fantasy football names. See, but if you Google them, they're never good. Yeah, I know. Most of these are pretty bad. Trubisky <laughs> business. There you go. No. <laughs> Any no. sense. Nobody's no. drafting I, Trubisky. I've well, been somewhere true. somewhere over Dwayne Bow for like eight years. I love that one. <laughs> Die on that Tannehill. No. Oh, no. They drilled Kenny for Kenny Pickett, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Big Burrow and Steel. Yeah. That's horrible. No, these are not very good. All right, so maybe Anthony has a point. It's not worth naming your team. All right. I'll start. I, I'm starting actual questions because I had my draft. I was the number two pick. I, I went in saying I, I want anything besides the number two pick. I ended up with Christian McCaffrey. I've had him in the past. He's burnt me in the past. Anthony, please tell me that this is the year that I didn't make a mistake. You broke up there. Who's the player? Christian McCaffrey. You know what? I'm 
in on Christian McCaffrey. Yes, there is risk involved, but it's like when you take Jonathan Taylor, number one overall, he's the high floor pick. Uh, and, and then you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey. He's the league winner. He's the high ceiling. If he's on the field, his ceiling is higher than Jonathan Taylor. It's just there's a lot of risk involved there. So I'm in on the pick. I, I believe Baker Mayfield is probably the best quarterback they've had in Carolina, at least since, uh, I guess, Teddy Bridgewater. So he's going to be an upgrade. I expect this offense to be an upgrade. So, yeah, I'm in on Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey's idiot-proof, right? Like, He's performed when he's on the field, no matter what. That team has tried to break Christian McCaffrey when he's on the field, and he can't do it. Anthony, so I just had my draft. I got, I took Joe Mixon, and I took Zeke Elliott, and I got laughed at in my draft. Zeke, what is, what's going to happen here? Where did you take Zeke? I took him in the second round of a 14-team hmm. You know, it's easier pill to swallow for Zeke in a 14 because normally in, in a 12, he's going round three or four. Um, yeah. My biggest issue with Zeke isn't Tony Pollard. Like, you know, in fantasy, especially fantasy Twitter, a lot of people wish for things to happen. Sure. Uh, Jerry Jones, the contract, everything points to Zeke. Like, I'm a Cowboys fan trying to be unbiased, but Dak's the leader of the team. But like guys like Micah Parsons and Ezekiel Elliott, they're the heartbeat of the team. Uh, the, the you know Zeke, the way he runs, the offense responds to him. He's also a superior, uh, you know, blocking back to Tony Pollard. Dak trusts him. Uh, he's going to get a lot of those or uh, all of those red zone touches at the goal line. Uh, so I believe Zeke's going to perform if he can stay healthy. Last year he had that, I believe it was the PCL, and Zeke was was performing on a week-to-week basis as an RB1 before the PCL injury. The issue now is the loss of Tyron Smith. That's the issue I have with, with, with Zeke right now, but I'll still draft him because he's going to get that volume. So Nick Chubb in my draft went early second round. It seemed a little high. I thought I was going to be able to get him in the second round. What what do you think for Nick Chubb when you rank him across these these fantasy backs? Zeke uh, or Chubb should be going in the second rounds uh, of drafts. He is probably the best pure in-between tackles runner in football. Uh, Will Nick Chubb give us a a full at least 14 to 16 games? You know, sometimes he gets banged up, which opens the door for Kareem Hunt. But when Nick Chubb's on the field, despite of a lack of receiving floor, uh, he's super productive. They're going to have to lean on Nick Chubb to get through these Jacoby Brissett weeks. So I'm all for taking Nick Chubb in the second round of fantasy drafts. He's he's like almost like a, a tear down from Jonathan Taylor in terms of a high floor pick. So my only concern with that was after week 11, as we start getting into some fantasy playoffs, do you think that his production is going to slow down at all? What, once Deshaun Watson comes back? Yeah. I, I believe when Deshaun Watson comes back, they're still going to feature Nick Chubb. And if anything, holes are going to be open wider because now there's a legitimate quarterback in Cleveland for the first time. And no right. offense if you guys are Baker Mayfield guys, but Deshaun Watson is a much superior quarterback to Baker Mayfield. Sure. Last one, and I'm gonna then I'm going to hand it over to my co-host here, but we love talking special teams. We love talking kickers on this show. 
and there was a kicker as <laughs> you shake your head there is a kicker run in my draft so obviously justin tucker goes and i get nervous and i take Cade york yes. very early very early in this draft good pick dave good how pick. do you think Cade york the rookie sensation here in cleveland out of lsu will do in fantasy football mind you we've had him on this show He's attached to a Cleveland offense. Now, obviously, I, I like attaching kickers to a highly productive offense because that's going to create sure. more opportunities uh, to be in an area where a kicker can kick. Now, with Cleveland and Jacoby Brissett, the offense is going to stall a little bit, which means opportunity for field goals. And when Deshaun Watson comes back, you, you would think that they're going to score more touchdowns. So I, I think York's going to be a very solid pick. I, I don't think he's going to be like a Justin Tucker. Or a, or a top five guy, but he should be a weekly fantasy starter. Just wait till he hits an 80 yarder, Anthony. Just wait. Does he really that have? Does he have that kind of a leg for real? Dude, like, he was hitting 70 yarders from from you know standard distance. Wow. Yeah. So we we shall see. All right, I'm done. I'm done talking kickers. <laughs> Okay, I have a good one. You, we talked about Deshaun Watson a little bit and just the upside that he's going to bring to the Browns offense. Is he worth a look, you know, as far as actually drafting him goes, you know, with knowing that he's not going to see the field until week 12? The best way to play Deshaun Watson in your standard or like, you know, your redraft league, your season long league. Yeah. Don't, you know, if you have a, an average size bench, you don't have room to to draft Deshaun Watson but be proactive. Like if you can afford to, and you don't, you're not suffering from a lot of injuries and you have an expendable player on your bench a couple of weeks before that's when you're going to go pick up Deshaun Watson, whether you need him or don't need him, pick him up. So a team that needs him can't get that advantage. Now in a best ball format uh, where you draft and you set, you don't set your lineups every week and it does it for you. You're going to draft Deshaun Watson at some point because for that late season schedule, that late season push, he can potentially become a tournament winner. Definitely. And then leaving the Browns out of it, you know, just just nationally, what are some fantasy sleepers that you've had on your radar that you kind of, you know, guys that you like later in drafts that maybe, you know, people watching the show, their friends probably just aren't hip to. How late are we talking? Oh like man, one hundred and later. Do you want to go deeper? Yeah, let's go deeper. Let's go pick one hundred or later. All right, pick one hundred or later. Um, he's climbing up draft boards, but I, I think in in a lot of home leagues they're not hip to Ramondre Stevenson. Like most home leagues are probably still valuing Damian Harris as the guy uh, with the Patriots. But there's a very good chance now with Damian Harris, you're chasing his touchdowns for la from last year, which is a mistake. Uh, he's in a contract year. New England's not going to pay him. There were rumors that they could potentially trade Damian Harris. We've also seen the reports that Damian Harris is getting you or Ramondre Stevenson is getting used in all three uh, for all three downs. Now that James White is no longer there. Ramondre Stevenson appears to be the superior pass catcher of the two. And now with Ty Montgomery's ankle banged up, that could be more. Uh, workload for Ramondre Stevenson. So Ramondre Stevenson should be taken after or before Damian Harris. Uh, another sleeper that I like. Um, 
I, I, if you want to call him a sleeper, he's going after pick 100, Rashad Penny, and there's a lot of risk involved with Rashad Penny, primarily the injury risk. But if you look at the way he ended last season, he went on a run where I, I think he was getting like 135 total yards a game uh, for the final like four or five weeks, which may have been an pr- unprecedented thing at the time. Uh, so if he's healthy, I'm all in on Rashad Penny. Again, the reason why he's not being drafted as an elite running back is because he has an elite injury history. Having seen several drafts, I'm sure, at this point, what do you see in terms of trends of any particular players that you think are probably being overvalued, people are reaching for, and then maybe a couple who are undervalued who are going way later in these drafts than what you would expect? You know, the player that jumps out to me that people are, are overdrafting, overreaching for is Jerry Judy. Um, these Denver receivers are risky. Even I was more in when Tim Patrick, when he was healthy before he was lost for the year, I was punting Sutton and Judy and drafting Tim Patrick. I, I believe he was the best receiver of the three and he was free. Um If I had to take an early Denver receiver, it's Sutton because Sutton has produced in his time in the NFL. Jerry Judy, granted he missed some time with the same bad quarterback play, has done absolutely nothing. And I get that Russell Wilson being added to the offense. Well, people automatically think, well, Denver's going to throw it all over the place. If you look at where Nathaniel Hackett comes from, he comes from Green Bay. Green Bay runs more or less a more balanced offense than they had Aaron Rodgers. Look at the Denver Broncos. Well, what's similar uh, to what, you know, between the Denver Broncos and the Green Bay Packers? Well, two really, really good running backs. So I don't know if Russell Wilson is going to be throwing as much as people think. And if they're not throwing as much uh, as what people are projecting, both Sutton and Judy aren't going to get fed. And I think the guy to fade is Judy. How about on the defensive side of the ball? Any Who do you expect to be the elite defenses this year that people should be looking to draft and maybe a sleeper there for team defense? The sleeper for team defense. Um, if you want the early sleeper, I would say looking at the schedule, your Cleveland Browns uh, hey. getting, Ca- getting Carolina, the Jets, the Steelers, yeah. and the Falcons in the first four yeah. weeks. They're an excellent play for the first quarter of the season before I would consider maybe streaming another one. Uh, Green Bay, Green Bay's defense, they're a team that, you know, you lose Devontae Adams. I, I believe they're going to try to play stout defense and run the football to win football games. And if you look at their schedule, Minnesota, Chicago, uh, Tampa with the beat up offensive line, Mac Jones, uh, the New York Giants, Jets, and the Washington football team, or the Commanders, whatever you want to call them now, uh, Green Bay is another really good defense to pick up for the early portion of the year. Interesting. And then in terms of evaluation, how would you evaluate a player like Amari Cooper, who you know is coming to Cleveland? We haven't seen much from him, you know, in terms of obviously the preseason games. Um, but where would you evaluate him if you're looking to to draft a player like that? Would that be uh, somebody you would look at as, as tremendous upside or somebody you just kind of stay away from because you're not sure about the quarterback situation in Cleveland. I'm kind of in on the fence with Amari Cooper as a Cowboys fan. He did wonders in, I, I think when he came over uh, from the trade with the Raiders, 
that final, like that second half of the year, and then year, you know, the first full year with the Cowboys, Amari Cooper was incredible. And then he started like fading. Um, so it seems like like the early time with the new team, he pops and then fades away. I just don't know if he's going to pop with Jacoby Brissett. Um, so I, I'm kind of on the fence with Amari Cooper. If he falls to a point in your draft to where you can't pass him up because he is the number one receiver on your team, then you take him. But I, I wouldn't take him like in the first four or five rounds. I, I would probably target him in round six. The guy I love for the Browns, David Njoku. With Jacoby Brissett, he hyper targets the tight end position. Interesting. Love Njoku. Interesting. I I have one more for you, you know, for the people that have already drafted. Give us, like, in your estimation, somebody that could be just chilling out on waivers that you think could pop early in the season that people are going to want to go after right after week one because that's that's something that people are always monitoring, those early, early wait-for picks. Uh, depending of some of these guys, I mean, I, I don't know. Every draft is going to be different. For uh, sure. But players who could poten- like, potentially be on waivers, Sterling Shepard. I love Sterling Shepard. Look, if, you, if you've seen the highlights of Kenny Galladay, he's screaming, cut me, even though they can't and won't because of the contract. There's a good chance that if Sterling Shepard's good to go, because he's already back practicing coming off the Achilles. So if if Shepard's uh, going to be good to go by, by week three, he might be sitting on the waiver wire. And when he was with Daniel Jones last year, he was hyper-targeted over everybody else. And Kadarius Tony, mind you, he's a little bit banged up at the hand hamstring right now so there's a path to early targets for sterling shepherd it's a matter of when he comes on the field uh two players that are going probably undrafted they don't have teams yet but keep an eye on odell beckham jr when he's like if we start hearing reports hey he might be ready to go by this date be proactive and pick him up like two weeks early same thing Will Fuller, I'm actually drafting Will Fuller everywhere because it's only a matter of time before this dude signs. And he's somebody that people may be like, oh, he's not even on a team. I'm not picking him up. Pick up Will Fuller. Oh, I like that. I'm going to go do that after this show. Interesting. Okay, last one. Deshaun Watson, back to him. No one one drafted him in our league. Someone's going to pick him up along the season. What which week do I have to pick him up before someone else in my Cleveland Browns fantasy football league takes him? I mean, uh, he's coming back what week thirteen? What, so what's what's your bye week? Twelve? It's late. Yeah, it's late. He's not gonna he's not gonna be playing much. I mean, especially in a Browns league, probably week ten. Okay. Like just it. to be safe and just to be proactive. Normally, I would say like bye week or the week before the bye, but I would even go like week 10. That's a good call. I'm going to do that. Anthony, everyone go follow Anthony on Twitter at the real NFL guru. Anthony, face off sports network co-owner. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Um, you know, the, the brand, the FFA soft has been around for, for years. And, and just last, uh, last off season, uh, we partnered up and, and built a website and now the brand's really starting to uh, pick up some steam. So, uh, you know, go check out FFAceoff.com. And, uh, you know, we, we have the live stream a couple times a week, which also distributed in podcast format at the FFAceoff and FFAceoff.com. Heck yeah. Anthony, greatly appreciate the time. I hope we all Absolutely. go win our fantasy leagues, but, uh, I don't know. Cade York, let's do it. 
Thanks for having me, guys. This was great. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it, man. All right. Anthony Servino, that was some good stuff. Super knowledgeable. He liked the Kate York pick. He he didn't Did say he? that he didn't like he didn't say that he didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I I freaked. Like Justin Tucker went and then one other kicker went, and I was like, I'm looking at the fantasy list of power ranking kickers, and I'm just like scrolling. I don't see him anywhere. And I was like, I have to take him. I have to take him. He's going to be good. I think we're scoring many touchdowns. I think we're, we're going to have a lot of field goals. Oh, boy. Don't tweet that, Dave. <laughs> don't tweet that. People are whew, people are out. That's all right. I think third and, third and 12, if it's a 65-yarder, we kick the field goal. Absolutely. Mine is Absolutely. I don't know. Depends what version of the coach shows up. <laughs> Well, let's let's just hope that he's got the right number of people on the field. <laughs> did it on and then he calls Saturday. the time up and then does oh, it again. It happened again. Or did you guys see my tweet? Oh. It, it happened again on Saturday. There was only ten players on the field at a point on Saturday. Oh no. I tweet oh. I tweet, tweeted the screenshot. Yep. It wasn't was, a penalty though, was it? No, because you could play yeah, with you can do one. that. Yeah, yeah but yeah, what? just didn't, <laughs> didn't have enough. It it was a big chunk play. We I don't I don't know why that popped into my head, Chris, but what, what happened with that? Was that 10 to 12 to 11 or 12 to 10 to 11? Nick, do you remember that? Yeah, it was too many men on the field. It was all defense. It was so a penalty. It was too, many, right. too many men on the field. Penalty. Timeout. Come out of the timeout. Too many men on the field again. <laughs> penalty. Then they kicked the field goal, and there was only 10 people on the field goal unit to, to, try, to, block the, <laughs> to try to block the kick. So it was 12-12-10. And it happened again. All right. Let's talk some Cleveland headlines. (laughs) The Cleveland headlines with Baker Mayfield in the promo is presented by TSE Cleveland. Oh, there's a go get a Hooper jersey. Those are on discount. Uh, There's a ton of signed Browns merchandise. Go to TSE Cleveland and follow them on Twitter for our monthly giveaways. We're going to do a big giveaway leading up to the season here. No spoilers. Should be a good item. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go to Twitter. Cami Justice tweeted out, that's a wrap for the Browns preseason. Thank God. Uh, now on to the regular season. Two weeks from the opener. We'll preview week one during next week's show. Chris, I know you don't want to talk about the last game, the preseason. Nick, any takeaways from that game? Please talk about the weed. Wasn't fun. They have a lot of work to do. I, I think the weed on the sideline with sunflower seeds um, is the final verdict. Really? Yeah. That's what I've seen for most people. That's a lot days. of sunflower seeds. Yeah. Also, also some compact sunflower seeds, if I do say so myself. But yeah. Pretty big buds on those sunflower seeds. <laughs> There's a jar next to them, too. Do you usually have a jar with sunflower seeds? I don't know. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, not not a lot to be excited about, and they have a lot of work to do. You know, I, I, I 
think that people that are questioning the coaching staff's decision to not give Jacoby Brissett live action snaps have a valid questioning, you know, until this point, we haven't seen a lot of them. And then when we saw him, he didn't look great. So I think people that are asking those questions are fair to do so. And on the inverse, I do understand how the Browns were trying to manage this. They didn't know how long the Deshaun Watson suspension would be. So probably hindsight is 2020. They shouldn't have played Watson any, and it should have been a lot of Brissett. Now, Chris, there's a lot of people on Twitter who are in love with Josh Dobbs and they want oh, him to be a starter God. for the Cleveland Browns week one. What say you? Uh, here, Here's the case for that. Oh, no. That he, has, oh, no. he has a quarterback style that's closer to our eventual starter in Deshaun Watson. That's fair. So they're saying it's less of a transition than – you could just kind of keep the same offense, keep the same flow, and he'd flow nicely into Sean Watson. Now, having said all that, I don't buy into that. I don't buy that at all. I think that uh, we should roll forward with Jacoby Brissett. Don't, you think, he looked, don't you think he looked really slow? He looked yep. bad. He looked bad, but he was brought in for one reason, and presumably in practice – He's getting it done enough that we're going to have him as a starter because they didn't play him in preseason very much at all. And I would hope that this coaching staff, if they felt that he needed those kind of reps, that they would have been playing him. So I'm going to put faith in them that they have picked the correct guy. But uh, Josh Dobbs did look pretty, pretty good. I will tell you that much. When do the boos start? Is it week one? Is it week two? Well, week the one, they're in Carolina. It's a roadie, so you'll be good on that one. Yeah, I mean, if you well, everything goes out the window. We lose to Baker week one, then booze are going to start that first drive. I mean, people are going to get impatient and pissed. Yep, fast. Yep. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, thoughts? Gotta go. Gotta go. He's safe though. He's coming back. He's safe. He's definitely coming back. He's definitely coming back, but we we know what we have there. We've known what we've had there. He, he is very raw. He has a lot of things that you like in terms of the four two speed, but if you can't catch the football or run, there's routes. no spot for it. Yeah, right. No. I, I mean, on a track, he would be amazing. I, I would love to see him line up to you know some of the Clayton Murphy, who's an Ohio track guy. That'd be awesome. But on the football field, I really think that the Browns need to bring in another receiver, not because Schwartz is getting cut because they overdrafted him. He shouldn't have been a third-round pick, and he was, and that was a mistake. But they got to bring somebody in now to keep him off the field so they could still play the we're developing card, and I think that's what they're going to do. All right, so let's talk about the uh, subject that the only reason people tune into this show because they are waiting anxiously for us to talk more kicker. Cade York. 57 yarder plenty of distance nailed it missed one before that how are we feeling about kicker chris we're feeling great about kicker come on right Cade york fell in love with him you know i had the video from the first preseason game there where we played the eagles the first at home where he had the 60 yarder in uh in practice and easily made that thing from like 62 yards and uh then he went out to 70 for the for the finale preseason game and uh you know he could do it when you know not everybody's on the field now it'll be interesting to see the big question is going to be whether he can kick 
late in December and hopefully into January. We'll see. I know that's a long way off, but uh, it would be nice for us to be playing later on this January. <laughs> Wouldn't um, it? And if he could do it, I mean, obviously all the comparisons to Dawson we've been making ever since he came on the show and before that. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have a guy who we think is going to be pretty reliable. It's a good and feeling. You know, the, way, the way the NFL is, so many of these games are won at the margin. Uh, he is the margin. You know, the field goal kicker is the margin. I could just imagine going back, Dave, to win, you know, all those years with Phil Dawson. If we didn't have Dawson, I mean, we sucked those years. Oh imagine how much God. we would have sucked if we didn't have Phil Dawson winning a few <laughs> games a year just on his leg. Well, we're we actually that. Gives us that margin going forward. We were always talking about Jose Ramirez accounting for like thirty percent of our yeah. runs. Imagine going back and doing the Phil Dawson stats; it was probably like sixty percent. Well, how about this, guys? Everybody, everybody thought you know Baker, Baker this, Baker that, Baker the other thing. Yeah. Six of the Browns' nine losses last year, six of them were decided by six points or less. Mm. So they were in a ton of close games last year. Yeah. So yeah, yep. like Chris said, that's the margin. I'd like to go back now. Now you got to you interested me in that stat. Yeah, if I go back, this, yeah, specifically to when we played the Buffalo Bills too. What percentage <laughs> Phil Dawson? Because how many of those games are like nine seven? You know, and it was like one hundred percent Phil Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although I will say going into this year with Cade York as our kicker, I expect them to go in, and in years past, I just expected us to miss. So that's yeah. a good feeling. That is a good feeling if we're looking for a silver lining, some confidence heading into week one. Absolutely. Yep. We're all about Nick, confidence and positivity here. We're we're cutting our roster, 53. It's got to be there by Tuesday. We were a little bit ahead of the curve going into that. Um, any bold predictions for roster and roster cuts? I don't think so. I think a couple of like the preseason heroes actually could have a fighting chance. I know we've talked about how this is one of the most talented rosters. It is very talented, but there's also a lot of holes. I mean, David Njoku and um, Harrison Bryant, those are really the two only NFL caliber tight ends on the roster. I'm interested to see how yeah. the running back room shakes out unless there's a trade. I don't think any of those guys are any going anywhere. The receivers, I mean, we hardly have any, so none of those guys are going anywhere. Um, I think yeah. DeAnthony Bell this wins that last safety job. I think they could hopefully part really? ways with Richard LeCount. I think he's really just impressed all throughout camp, all throughout preseason. He's one of those players where he's a little bit older of a rookie, and I think he's a really popular guy. So I think that would be a good good guy to keep around. And then I'm interested to see what shakes with the defensive tackles too. I think that's really what to watch out for tomorrow and through the rest of the week. Cause people will think, you know, tomorrow 4 PM it's set, whatever. No, those cuts come rolling in, you know, well into the Wednesdays, Thursdays as the Browns will look to pick people up, drop people off. So I think the defensive tackle, nothing set for sure. It's same with wide receiver. Another guy that I would just monitor what they do with is chase winovich we haven't seen a lot of them haven't heard anything about them it would surprise me a little bit if they outright cut him i think what you do there is you put him on the ir he's missed two games with a hamstring it buys you three or four weeks to figure out what exactly what you want to do and then isaac rochelle makes the team and i think he's deserved that yeah because i was gonna say what who's gonna be the odd man out there i think it's winovich okay but I think the easy thing there is you just IR them, and then it's like nothing ever happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. 
All right, enough Browns. On, on Johnny Stanton, Did, didn't he have an injury in that last game? Uh, everybody that had an injury in the last game is good. Yeah. Stanton's good. Wyatt Teller's good. And Grant Delpit is good as well. They all would have went back in Stefanski said, but it was a preseason game. They probably shouldn't have been in their first place. So we'll see. I do think Johnny Stanton should make the team. I think they should roster him as like an emergency tight end slash fullback. It's just so tough with that, that running back room. So you just mark him as a tight end. There's only two. Yeah, that's true. Miller Forrestall is going to beat out Johnny Stanton. I don't know. So yeah, probably not. Joku, Bryant, and then Johnny Stanton. Should okay. be. We'll see how it shakes out. I think that's the easiest way to keep everybody. Yeah. Hmm. Time yeah. will tell. We'll we know by tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Guardians. We haven't talked to any Guardians. Um, they are off today, which is nice. Um, those late games, man, those those are rough. Get out of the West Coast. Uh, good news, they are still betting favorites to win the AL Central. Still in first place, two-game lead in the division. Three wild card teams uh, that are ahead of us, so we really have to win the division here. Is it division title or bust at this point? I think it has to be, right? Absolutely. I think so. And that stat, 24 of the final 36 games are at home. That's fantastic. Awesome. That's what you want, right? Huge series this, you know, c- coming up here in a little with the Twins, too, in Minnesota. That is going to be – talk about a series that could make or break your season. We control our destiny. That's where you want to be at this point, right? Going yep. into September, we control our destiny. So let's get it done, boys. And the rotation, dare I say, is hitting their stride at the right time. I yeah. know. I'm, I'm, I just hope it's not too early. I know, I know. You I know? said that last week. I when I went back and re-listened to the show last week, I was like, I yeah. hope it's not too early. I hope it's not too early. So, this, yeah. but this is the great point: is they had that long West Coast trip. They dropped three or four to Seattle. Get back home, sleep in your own bed, get right against the Orioles, and just keep rolling from there. We're back, baby, and it's a lot of home games from here. We shall see. We are almost there. We are almost to playoff baseball. How about the Buckeyes this weekend? I was going to say, we haven't mentioned right? the Buckeyes at all, and they play Saturday against yeah. the Dame. Nick, where, where's that line at nowadays? It was, <sighs> what, 15, 16? 17 the Bucks, and a the half, Bucks, right? Keep, keep yep. running it up. We're up to 17 and a half. I'll be there. I'll be at Ohio Stadium on Saturday. I got to get nice. a red shirt. Isn't that the thing? Is people in there wear red, like at the Buckeyes games? No, they wear Buckeyes gear. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Unless they're doing like a red out thing. I haven't heard that. I before. don't know. Yeah, I got to find out. I feel like I went one time. I, I Not I feel like I know. I went one time. I didn't have a red shirt. So I, I've been all week. I've been hung up that I got to get a red shirt. But anywho, I'm going to be at the game. I, thi- I think I like you the 17 a and a half. Nick, do you have a plan? What no. you're doing pregame? Don't even have my tickets yet. Don't have a hotel. Oh, geez. perfect. Oh, you're not getting a hotel. You're going to be staying with me then. No, you got to <laughs> hang out on lane. Hang out on Lane Avenue, okay? Just go to the tailgates along there. Uh, enjoy yourself. Make sure you make it to the skull session at St. John's before the game. Okay. That way now, what is that? And play. That way you could see Ryan Day and all the players come in. Ryan Day will step up there. He'll give a little rah-rah speech. Let's go beat the Golden Domers, blah, 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 whatever. And then they process to the stadium from there. You want to be a part of all that. If you haven't done this before, you haven't been to a game, You've got to do all of those things, all the pageantry and all the pregame festivities. 
enjoy all that. And it is, is game day going to be there too? Game day is going to be there. Jack Harlow. So you're going to want to throw a, that in. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. So yes, you've got, picker. you've got a lot to work out between now and Saturday. You better just clear your schedule. Oh, it's clear. You better Why bring is he a the best picker? If you don't Jack have a room yet, you need a tent. Yeah. Just because he's famous. Yeah, why is he? Why not? I like him. Don't they typically like get him? someone who like has, has some roots one of the teams? to one of these two schools, and it That's makes no weird. sense. No, it makes no yeah, sense. Doesn't. Nick likes it. Yeah, I like yeah. it. It'll be. That's cool. That's the problem. Now they're catering to Nick's generation. <laughs> they're catering to Nick Padone. You exactly know the world right. is in a scary place when that starts happening. <laughs> See, they should be right. bringing out like Ohio State alums like Jerry Lewis. Bring him out. Yeah, Somebody like that. Uh, Old school yeah. people. That'd be nice. You know what else was cool this week? Not Buckeye related. Is the uh, the Guardians are building a statue of the drum. The Jod Adams drum is going to go in their like historic park for the guards. Overdue. Overdue. That'll be cool. That, that should have been constructed before the Jim Tomey statue. Dude, that's that's gonna be cool. They they also need yeah. to do something. I've been to so many games this year, and it's just weird. Like there is a guy on second, and the drum's not going. There's no sound. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's like eerie almost. I don't know. I don't like it. And I said Jerry Lewis. <laughs> I meant Richard Lewis from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> I think the crickets. Uh, I was like, I don't know if he's showing up, Chris. <laughs> Richard Lewis. Who's, who may there we go. He's, yeah. Well done Pretty there. Good. Yeah. Pretty, nice, nice. Good. All right. Skull session. How far away is that? So that can't be far if they process to the No, stadium. it's at St. John's. It's right there off a of lane. So you go there. Perfect. It's right next to the business school where I got my MBA. Right across from the Blackwell, where's, which is the hotel. And uh, they process from there to the stadium. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's Probably awesome. no rooms at the Blackwell, huh? Can't get that lucky. <laughs> well, that's where the team stays the night before. And, uh, yeah, you want to make sure you get in there early. There's no AC at St. John's Arena. Oof. It's an old-school arena. And it's oh, always very, very hot for these games. So be aware of that. Yeah. i got to find me a Buckeye shirt, too. Well, you can just take one of Chris's when you stay with him. That's right. When you're sleeping on my couch. Couch surfing over here. Yep. All right. Any parting words, fellas? Go, Go Buckeyes. Browns, hopefully. Go Browns, hopefully. Go Buckeyes. Go Guards. Seven and a half. There we go. Seven. Oh, boy. All right, a week off from the Browns. We'll come back next week with our predictions and breakdown of week one against Baker Mayfield. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog show. We will see you next Monday night. Huge shout-out to our guest, talking fantasy football, Anthony Zervino. Uh, Shaq News, go subscribe to their twitch channel support them shacknews.com go drink some labats stock up for week one you're gonna need them um get some gvr shirts get some tse gear and uh yeah we will see you next week thanks for tuning in see you it's time streaming live from cleveland ohio Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, the Big Play Report Show. Okay, do you need medical attention? Yeah. What, what is it?
Hey!